Welcome to Arts Career Evolutions by Out of the Arts. Your hosts are Beth and Amy. We will help you bridge the gap between an arts career and a career outside the arts industry. Welcome back to Arts Career Evolutions. October is about folks changing careers. Okay, every podcast we do is about people changing careers, but today we hope to provide you with examples and make sure you don't feel alone. It's important to remember that as we get older and we grow, our interests, goals, and direction in life will also change. That's not a bad thing. Think about when you were 10 years old. What did you want to do? I mean, I know when I was even looking at colleges, I was looking at either theater programs or physical therapy. Not the same at all. Not even close. And that was right before I went into college. And then when I was in college, I almost changed majors because I wasn't feeling like my theater degree was providing me with the right skills to help save the world, which I guess is a little excessive. But if you know me, you know I'm a little excessive. So (laughs) that's how my brain works. So I almost changed my major for that reason. And I still have this desire to help save the world. It's 20 years later and I don't have any fucking clue what that looks like. But I keep thinking, what am I doing to make the world a better place? I'm not in the same place I was 20 years ago, or even 10 years ago when I graduated from graduate school, or five years ago when I was deciding to leave teaching and theater. I now have two dogs, a husband, bills, vacations to fund. I'm really into funding vacations. (laughs) They really make my life better. I am, I'm quickly becoming that person who does everything just so I can travel. Is there a vacation? If not, we need to plan one. And my goals are different from my work life. It's not just about work. In my 20s, it was just about work and it was fine. And and I didn't feel like I was missing anything by just working all the time. But now in my 30s and even in my late 20s, I, I hit a point where I want more than that. I want a life and I could not continue my career in the same path. And there's nothing wrong with that. Our lives change. So what I wanted as an 18 year old, what I wanted as a 16 year old, what I wanted as a 25 year old, all these things are different because my life changes. And you know what? That's totally fucking normal. Yeah. I mean, at 10 years old, I wanted to be an anthropologist. I'm so excited for this. I do not know this. Um, I wanted to be an anthropologist and or paleontologist. I was like super into dinosaurs for a while. Um, as like a young kid, not just like as a four-year-old playing with toys, but like into third, fourth, fifth grade, I was still super into dinosaurs and archaeology. And then I was like super into linguistics and... All of this, I mean, I was a total nerd, first of all, but I, I, I fully admit that I was is the wrong term. I still am. Um, but, like, as a little kid, I wanted to be, like, out there finding history, digging up bones, putting the pieces of history together. Like, that's what I wanted to be doing. And then I found music, 
And then I wanted to be a music teacher because they had such a huge, huge influence on me. And then partway through my music degree, my music education degree, I decided, no, I wanted to perform and I was going to be the next big, like, metropolitan opera star. And then stuff happened after graduation, after I got out there into quote unquote the real world with family and money and just general life happening. And... Now I ended up in a legal career and I still have other things I love that I would love to pursue someday. Like I'm super into traditional medicine and herbalism and I have a giant shelving unit in my kitchen that's dedicated to my dozens upon dozens of herbs and making tinctures and making oils and balms and I make all of my own skincare products and teas and Medicaid, like all of this stuff. It's very impressive. <laughs> it's a very impressive setup. I'm super into it. I love it. I grow my own, a lot of my own herbs and I dry them throughout my apartment. I mean, there are so many passions that we can find and discover along the way and incorporate them in some ways or sometimes we outgrow them or just get separated from them. I mean, There are just so many different ways that we can go. And my view has changed quite a bit from what I want out of life and how I want my life to be. At 20, when I was dreaming of becoming the next Met Opera star, I was totally fine living off beans and couch surfing and living the quote-unquote bohemian life that was my actual dream like that was my goal and now I am a total hobbit who doesn't even like leaving my apartment most of the time I love my apartment and it's homey and it's comfy and it's where I like to be and home base is my everything now so I love that you called yourself a hobbit yeah I'm 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 stuck on that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I like my sleep. I like my hidey hole. I like my elevensies. So, like, I'm a total hobbit. And you know what? I am proud of it. So, I, it, things have definitely changed. And my personality hasn't changed. But my values and interests and the way I pay attention to who I am and my own personal needs has changed. And that's the biggest thing. I've grown into that in a huge way. I've always been a shy introvert, but I used to like ignore the warning signs of exhaustion, mental exhaustion, and now, nope, I have major boundaries set around those because I know that I will not function properly or kindly if I don't. So, you know, a lot has changed, but the core of me is still there. And I I think that most people do keep the core of themselves as we continue growing, as we change jobs, as we change friends, right? We change friends. The friends I have now, I have some friends that I, I had growing up, 
and I have some friends that I went to college with, but I have a lot of friends that are from neither of those eras in my life. And it's easy to see how we change over time as we quote unquote grow up, whatever the fuck that means, but we keep continue we keep continue to grow through adulthood. We're going to talk about a couple of groups of people. Some people moved into the performing arts world after having jobs and careers in other fields. And I want to talk about these people because it is easy for us to look at people and say, you went into the performing arts because you had this artistic need, right? As people who are artists, as people who've had these arts careers, it's easy for us to understand why people come into the performing arts, even though we give ourselves a hard time for looking for jobs in other places. So I want to talk about that a little bit and people who've made those transitions because it's easy for us to see why they would do that. But at the same time, I want us to talk about other people who were in the performing arts and left for other industries who are doing things in other industries. And I mean, some of these people might be doing performing arts and other things at the same time. Um, Chris Evans has a whole organization that he's been starting to help people talk across political spectrums. Ashton Kutcher has started a foundation. This was a couple of years ago. He started a foundation. And I remember there was an interview and they said, how are you in a position to lead this organization? And he said, I have money and I know how to talk to people. So... I can absolutely lead an organization because I know how to find the right people to put in the room. Bam. It's no one in any position, in any fucking position. I'm going to say fuck a lot today, apparently. I'm sorry. In any (laughs) position, nobody's going to have all the answers. It is about knowing where to find the answers. It's about knowing who can get you those answers. It's about knowing where to find the information and pulling it all together because nobody has all the answers. And if someone tells you that they have all the answers, kick them in the nuts. Run far away. Run far, far away from that person. Fly. Fly. That is a major red flag. Absolutely. Work, professional life, whatever. They think they have all the answers. (laughs) Bye. Mm. (laughs) yeah yeah you're in trouble you are in trouble with them so let's start with a couple of people who moved into the performing arts and one of these people I knew one of these I did not I did not know about Lisa Kudrow who I think we all know from friends at least that's how I know her I'm trying to think if there's anything else major that I would know her from Romy and Michelle oh Romy and Michelle Mm mm-hmm Romy and Michelle. And then recently she also, I mean, recently in the last decade, she did that little stint on Grace and Frankie, which I personally loved. Oh, yeah. I love that show. I love that show. It's great. It's a great show. So Lisa Kudrow actually has a degree in biology and spent eight years helping her father, who's uh, an MD, study cluster headaches in people who are left-handed. That is so oddly specific. But eight years, though, that's a whole third grader. Yeah, that's a significant amount of time. It's not like 
You know, I, I mean, John Legend has a degree in English Lit, and he worked corporate life for a while. But not eight years. You know, right. I, I think that there's a lot of people, or a lot of people who had one job while performing. Right. No, she had a whole ass career yeah. before she decided to switch gears. Yeah, or maybe before she made enough money that she could just ditch it. I, I guess I'm not right sure. Right. Fair enough. But still, eight years. Yeah. That's a long time. That's a small child. Yeah. And the other person who I think that most of us know, if you've not heard, Steve Buscemi was a firefighter in New York City uh, from 1980 to 84. And then he was studying at different arts academies and landed his first major role, I think, in 85 is when he landed his first major role. And, I mean, he even went back after 9-11. He went back to New York City and he volunteered for a long weekend, I think, to kind of help find other firefighters, help around the firehouse, anything that he could do to help out his old fire station. And he's been a major advocate for them even even since then. So Steve Buscemi had this whole, had four years as a firefighter before getting further training in acting and making that leap. It, these are very different fields. It's, it's not like going from, what does Oprah have? Oprah has communications, right? Oprah has a communications degree, yep. So c- communications to an anchor, cool. I, you can make that leap. Right, that's kind of one of the expected paths of communication. Right. Versus firefighter to movie star? Hmm. That's a big leap there. Yeah. I didn't Google it. I guess I should see if his father was a firefighter, because that would be interesting. Because that would make sense, because a lot of those industries... They do tend to kind of be like legacy industries. But either way, I mean, that's pretty cool. And um, and it's interesting to see those, those paths. You know, were they... What made them choose their first career in the first place and then switch? Were they always doing both? Did they do theater growing up or was it... Did they catch a bug at some point or what made them make that switch? I don't think we ask that question as often when people switch into the arts because we make the assumption like, oh, they're following their passion, right? That's what it means to switch into the arts. But it's still a career change and it still involves the same amount of contemplation and you know, making sacrifices and all of that. And, you know, I wonder what made them make that switch. I think we don't talk about, and and not even that we don't talk about it enough, we don't acknowledge our arts career as a career. It is a job. It is something that we do to make money to live our lives. Right. And I think because... 
there's passion and sort of a quote unquote God given talent often involved in the arts and all of that, you know, we're doing what we love and we're, we're having fun and fulfilling our greatest passions that we don't give it the respect it deserves a lot of the time. Yeah. But man, it takes a lot of hard work to get there and to make a career out of it. We all know the type of work that goes into it and we should respect it just as much as we do other careers. Yes. And we have a whole podcast episode. I have faith in you. You can go find it about why we don't take this seriously enough. So we can go down this rabbit hole and and we happily will drive that train. But for today, <laughs> yeah, we will just remind you to take your fucking career seriously as a career. Yeah, so the the real question is, like, why do we give ourselves such a hard time when we move into a new industry, when we go from the arts to another industry? It's the same thing. It seems like it's an easier choice, but it's not. There's still a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that goes into it either way, and a lot of things that have to be taken into consideration. So... Going the other route from the arts to a non-arts career, it's the same and we have to have the same consideration for it. And there are some other people who have done that. Think of Mr. Rogers, right? Mr. Rogers, did you know that he had a degree in music composition? He had a Bachelor of Music degree in composition and he was a pianist and then he was also an ordained presbyterian minister he also never i don't believe he ever actually received a graduate degree but he did like lifelong graduate studies in child development And then kind of put this all together into his career as Mr. Rogers on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. But his original degree and his original passion was classical music composition. And he wrote a lot of music and stuff for Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And he wrote some children's operas and things like that for the show as well. But... He was a full-on classically trained musician, composer, and pianist. And and apparently, the band working with him on the show sometimes had a hard time because he had a very a very high sense of how the music should sound, even for children, and uh, had a very strong perfectionist streak Mm. that makes sense yeah so um i mean he was a he he was a full-on trained musician who then went on to go do mr rogers neighborhood and then the other one i always love is mike rowe right he his degree is in communications And 
I think he's mostly known for dirty jobs. And he kind of built that empire from there where he helps people find interesting jobs and careers without a degree. So, I mean, he definitely followed the career path there in communications, but he was also a trained opera singer and he sang with Baltimore Opera for a while and, you know, did a lot of performing in his younger years and right out of college and stuff like that. I think that is so cool. I always love when classical musicians, classically trained musicians and opera singers are out there in the world doing things because I feel like it feels sometimes like it's very siphoned off, even in the performing arts world. So I love to see classical musicians out there, you know, doing their thing. You know what I was watching recently? Here's another one. It's October, right? So raise your hand if you've been watching the Halloween Town movies. <laughs> I don't know what these are. Wait, seriously? Correct. You, you've never... You've never heard of Halloween Town? No, I've I've never heard of this. I, I don't like even I know what to say to that. Google it, maybe. Um, <laughs> don't worry. I can tell you all about them. Oh goodness! The, <laughs> the Halloween Town movies were from the late '90s, early 2000s. They were kind of like a Disney Channel Halloween institution in the world of Disney Channel original movies. They are super, super... Some of these photos look familiar. They're super, super corny, but I love them. They are near and dear to my heart. And so come October, spooky season every year, it is time for Halloween Town. But the thing I love when I go back and get nostalgic and watch the Disney Channel original movies, which I do sometimes thanks to Disney Plus, <laughs> Disney Disney Plus has been like simultaneously the best and worst thing for my productivity and nostalgia. So I like to go and find out like where are they now on these Disney Channel child stars who when we were like 13 were the coolest thing and I thought they were super famous and then like we've never heard from them again. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Kimberly J. Brown, who starred in the Halloween Town movies, she's still acting here and there, but she also has a TikTok that she's got like over a million followers on and she has an Etsy shop where she sells, like, her crafts and, like, t-shirts and stuff like that, which I think is so cool. And then, turns out, IRL, she's dating her nemesis from the second movie. Wait, they're, like, still dating? Yeah, so they didn't start dating at the time. They got together as adults, like, 20 years later. Or whatever, 15 years later or something. How which I I know, right? Daniel Kuntz. And he also will occasionally act from time to time, although he's less active than she is. He's actually a full-time real estate agent. 
So, like, I'm just so fascinated by this because 13-year-old me is, like, losing her mind over the their real-life relationship, but also the stuff they're doing as adults when I super, like, idolized them as kids and now they're just, like, normal people like you and me. Um, still acting, still, you know, having their arts careers, but also just doing their thing. And I think that is super cool. That is cool. No, I, I looked at some pictures and this means nothing to me. And none of those names mean anything to me. Oh my God, that's blowing my mind. I just, did you even, did you watch Disney Channel growing up at all? Very minimally. I'm trying oh to think God. if there's anything I watched on Disney Channel intentionally. I don't think so. Oh, my God. Lizzie McGuire? Nope. Oh, Beth! I thought it was so dumb. How are we friends? <laughs> are you going to become animated right now? Uh, Wasn't that no. her thing? It's like randomly she became animated? Yes. Her, her inner... Her inner monologue was the animated version of her. Oh. Well, I knew half of that. (laughs) (laughs) My God. Uh, I lived for Disney Channel and those Disney Channel original movies every single month. I'm really glad that we became friends later in life because we probably would not have been friends. No, we super would not have. (laughs) Honestly, it's a miracle we even became friends when we did. We were, like, right on the cusp there. That is not an inaccurate statement. (laughs) Yeah, but, oh, you know who's another one? Who? Condoleezza Rice. Yes, she did, she was a pianist, right? Yes. Yep, she started out in a music degree, I think, and then she went to Aspen, the like the summer program school of music which is a bfd she a what a big, big fucking, fucking deal. deal yeah and then she decided in that program that she was not as talented as a lot of the other people there and so she uh left the music degree switched her switched her degree and decided to go be secretary of state instead Okay. So, I mean... <laughs> I will say that when you Google Condoleezza Rice Piano, the first video that comes up is her playing with Yo-Yo Ma. So... Yeah, that was a thing. She played with Yo-Yo Ma. She also played for the Queen of England. Yes. Yeah, she, like, she's no joke. So maybe she didn't have any confidence in her abilities and she left but i mean clearly she is intelligent and talented um so she still performs from time to time yeah so i mean she's she is it's pretty cool to have a secretary of state who has that amount of passion and talent for the performing arts and classical music. Absolutely. So there are tons of non-famous people who have arts degrees and then 
went into a very different field. I put up something on my Facebook page and said, hey, who do you... Who can you guys think of who has a degree in the arts and then actually his career in something else? And a lot of people said me. And it makes me giggle because it's true. There's a lot of us out there. So what does that mean for you? One, this is not obscure. This is not weird. This is not a fault. Whether you are taking your arts degree and maybe using it differently in a different field Maybe you're taking your arts degree and saying, you know, this was great. I'm going to do something totally different. Maybe you take your arts degree and make a side hustle, whatever that means for you. You know, you're volunteering at a community college uh, with a community theater group. You are hosting lessons instead of teaching full time. You, Whatever that means for you, taking your arts and using it in a different way, whether you're taking a total career change or just a partial shift, whatever that means. This is not weird. This is not mean that you are abandoning your former life. This is not negative. This can be a wonderful move to do whatever you need to do to live the life you want to live. We want to live a happy life. So we want you to recognize that there are lots of us out there. And we've talked about some famous people today. Even, I guess, Halloween Town people count as famous? Um, they do in my world. <laughs> I'm sure they do for a lot of people. I'm just behind, and that's okay. But it's not strange to change your career path and use your skills in a new way. So, take that with you, and we will... See you all in two weeks. As always, thank you for listening. Don't forget to come join the conversation at outofthearts.com and on social media at Out of the Arts. If you like today's podcast, please make sure to subscribe, share, and tune in next time. Arts Career Evolutions podcast was created, written, and produced by Beth Partham and Amy Shake. Because we are super excited to flaunt our awesome transferable skills in any way we can. Speaking of, audio engineering by Beth Partham and music by Amy Shake. Because as long as we're still paying on our student loans, you better bet we're going to keep using our degrees in the way they were intended. Arts Career Evolutions podcast is copyrighted by Out of the Arts LLC 2021.